five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello everybody and welcome back to Holy Half Hour, or if this is your first time with us, welcome. (laughs) My name is Kieran and I'm joined as always by Michael. Hello Michael. Hello, it's your old pal Michael. (laughs) It's good to be back with you my friend and it is very exciting to be here because we have another great show lined up. Um, we have our usual mix of fun Christian content, games, quizzes, etc. An unlikely worship song. You're going to like this one, Michael. Ooh, I'm excited. Uh, and our, our book this week is Lamentations. Oh, do you, so, well, hopefully not the we'll cheeriest. give you enough reasons to not lament before we get to it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not the, Maybe not the cheeriest book in scripture, but I think there's some... You know, of course, some hope that we can draw out of of that one and some encouragement to be found there. So we'll get into that later. Uh, But shall we get on with the show? Let's do it. Holy, here we go again, Batman. Okay, Kieran, I, like you, have been trawling back through our back catalogue of stuff we've done on the show previously. And listeners, you won't know this, but Kieran recently got a new, a shiny new computer, and in doing so, lost mm-hmm. a lot of his old holy half-hour audio files, <laughs> didn't you, Kieran? Yes, I hadn't backed up most of them or any of them, really. Sadly, <laughs> so they're gone. It was sad times, but actually, many of them are not gone because I did back them up, and my computer didn't die yet. Um, so I was uh, sending Kieran a bunch of his old, unlikely worship songs. Um, and I remembered, Kieran, the one you did about the Bible weights and measures. Um, <laughs> you you made us a song which was specifically designed to uh, to help us to remember the Bible weights and measures. And I think after this quiz, we'll play it uh, for listeners who haven't heard it because it's it's very good. Um, but it made me think, Kieran. Hey, did that work for you? Do you remember the Bible weights and measures? <laughs> so, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> So I've made a quiz. Now, this one only has four questions. Um, but basically, I'm going to give you uh, quizzes about the Bible Weights and Measures, Kieran, and we'll see, see how you do. Okay. So here's number one. Which is longer, a Sabbath day's journey or a stadion? <laughs> so this is a length question. Um, I'm going to give you the yeah. meters when I reveal the answer, but uh, so just to give right. you an idea. So yeah, a Sabbath day's okay. journey or a stadion, which is which is longer? I think a Sabbath day's journey is longer. Yeah. Any any yeah. guesstimation as to kind of how long these things are? Do you think? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm sort of working on the assumption that a stadion is roughly the length of a football pitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seems fair <laughs> because Seems it kind of has the word stadium in it. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I've really got to go on. That seems. Fair. I also, I also didn't include Sabbath Day's Journey in my song when I did the song, <laughs> which you'll hear you'll hear shortly, listeners. I don't think I included it in there. No. So I'm trying to think of where was it in the list, and it was maybe above Stadion. Which, mm. for folks who haven't heard the song, I was trying to go like 
from greatest to least sort of in mm. order with all of the 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 measurements and things so yeah uh, so yeah I, I think a sabbath day's journey is is longer that's my guess all right let's take a look Oi, hey. you are correct, sir. yes indeed sabbath day's journey a little shy of a kilometer 914.4 meters and a stadium 185 meters so yeah you're right mm-hmm. well done Okay, Kieran, number two. Which is greater in volume? Or which would you rather have? An Old Testament bath or a New Testament bath? (laughs) (laughs) So there are two measurements given in my weights of measures for a bath. One is Old Testament, one is New Testament. Which has more liquid in it? Wow. Uh, I mean, I have no idea, to be honest, nor do Mm -hmm. I. Can I think of any way to try and figure that out? Except that I'm going to assume that it got smaller over time. Mm. Perhaps that it got more precise Mm -hmm. as a few millennia passed. I don't know. So I'm going to say that the (laughs) the, uh, New Testament bath is smaller than the Old Testament bath. All right. Let's take a look. Oh, I'm afraid not, They went large. Friend. They went large, yeah, absolutely. I guess they cared more about <laughs> keeping clean. Um, <laughs> 22 litres in an Old Testament bath and 32.9 litres in a New Testament bath. So 10.9 litres mm-hmm. in it. Okay, Kieran, number three actually deals with some terms that were in your original song, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it's, you have three options. Which is heaviest? A gera, a shekel, or a mina? I think a mina. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling good about that answer? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not super confident, but that's what I'm going to go with. All right, let's take a look. Ooh, hey, nice. Oh, nicely done. That's right. <laughs> a gera is one twentieth of a shekel, and it's point five seven grams. A shekel is. 11.4 grams, so 20 geras, and a mina is 50 shekels, so it's 0.57 kilos, about over half a kilo. So yeah, mina is the heaviest. Well done. Okay, <laughs> two right, one wrong, last question. You can either draw or win, so okay. good job. An omer is the equivalent of 2.2 liters. How many times greater is a homer than an omer? <laughs> is a homer twice as big therefore 4.4 liters 10 times as big therefore 220 liters or 100 times as big 2200 liters what do you think how much bigger is a homer than an omer i think the second one was it four times bigger uh 10 times bigger 220 liters ten. i'm gonna say 10 times yeah yeah all right Let's take a look. Hey, nice. Another win. Kieran, you are hot on these quizzes recently. (laughs) Very well done. Three out of four. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Well, I mean, uh, you're about to hear this amazing song, uh, ladies and gentlemen, so I won't prattle on, but uh, I guess it just goes to show you that if you listen to Holy Half Hour and the excellent music we produce, then you too can know off by heart the Bible Weights and Measures table. Absolutely. Do you ever find you struggle? 
with the measuring of things. Find it hard to tell the difference between a homer and a hin. Never measure off a cubit when it should have been a span. And here's a song for you. A chord is bigger than a homer. A homer is bigger than a lethek. A lethek is greater than a ifa. An ifa is greater than a sega. A talent is greater than a mina. A mina is greater than a litra. A litra is greater than a shekel. A shekel is greater than a him. A stadion is longer than a furlong. Long is longer than a fathom. A fathom is longer than a rod. A long cubit is longer than a cubit, obviously. So I went to the temple in Jerusalem, right? And the guy says a dove costs a shekel and five. I thought that's a bit pricey, so I asked very nicely, but he'd only throw in a pigeon with one wing. That'll never do for a sacrifice. Okay, Kieran, it's time for another hum. I'm just going to keep making that longer each week. I'm going to give you the first three lines of a hymn and then three options for the correct fourth line. You just have to guess which one is the actual fourth line. And I'm sticking with Charles Wesley again this week, Kieran. Classic. Absolute classic. It is hymn number 391 in Anglican hymns, old and new. And ladies and gentlemen... I recommend closing your eyes for this. I'm going to give you the first three lines, then three options. Unless you're driving. Unless you're driving. <laughs> or, or operating heavy machinery. Yeah, or uh, doing <laughs> surgery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please don't. If it's safe to do so, and if you're relaxing at home, which I know many of you listen to us while you're relaxing at home after a hard day's work, then um, you can close your eyes. But don't fall asleep, okay? Unless you're going to listen again later. <laughs> okay, I'll get stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Jesus, Lord, we look to thee. Let us in thy name agree. Show thyself the Prince of Peace. Dot, dot, dot. And from our chains grant us release. And thy glory ever increase. Bid all strife forever cease. Mm. So, Jesus, Lord, we look to thee. Let us in thy name agree. Show thyself the Prince of Peace. And from our chains grant us release. And thy glory ever increase. Bid all strife forever cease. Which is the correct Wesleyan last line. Well, the first one flows the nicest to me. Mm. So I'm drawn to that one. Yeah. Uh, It may, of course, be a clever trap, like Michael has sprung in previous episodes. But I'm, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say the first one. All right. So you're saying, Jesus, Lord, we look to thee. Let us in thy name agree. Show thyself the Prince of Peace and from our chains grant us release. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look. <laughs> oh, it feels so good to trick you in. Yes, that was one of my creation. The actual correct answer is bid all strife forever cease, number three. Ah. Mm. So mm. there you go, Kieran. How you monster. You, you him you him writing monster. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, Kieran, but this this quiz specifically feels really good when I trick you. 
Um, right. Okay. <laughs> it shouldn't because I know, like, for me, if I was in your shoes, I would almost never get them right because <laughs> I think it's actually very hard. <laughs> but for some reason, it gives me gives me a sense of satisfaction um, getting it right. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's fair enough, man. Music is my day job, so you know. Yeah, maybe that's uh, why. Maybe that's why. But yeah, neither one of us grew up why. in a church that it was heavy on hymns, so there's no real reason that either one of us should yeah. know the answers. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Well, Michael, the people have spoken. They uh, they want more kazoo. We uh, we we did a, a round of. Uh, I'll let well I'll let you introduce the game, Michael. But we you pl- played a game with the kazoo last week, and it was awesome. And uh, the people want more. And by the people, I mean me. So we're doing it again. Well, thanks, Kieran. I mean, I've I've been like I say, I've been looking for a new artistic art outlet in my life. I feel drawn. I think it's a, a work of the spirit to the kazoo. And um, yeah, so last week, <laughs> <laughs> last week, we looked at the praise charts from uh, the Christian Copyright Licensing in- International Company type people. They do a top hundred worship songs. Kieran that chooses is their a number. Full company title. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, Kieran chooses a number between one and a hundred, and I'm going to kazoo it. Last week we did five, but as we go forward, we're only going to do one. Um, and Kieran, you just have to pick a number, and then I'm going to kazoo it, and then you're going to guess what it is. All right. Let me reach into the tombola mm-hmm. and get... <laughs> I've scrunched up 100 pieces of paper. Uh, no, I, I, um, it's the tombola in my mind. Mm. Let's go with number 55. All right. Let's take a look. Here we go. I'm going to find number 55. Okay, Kieran, we have just cut out the minutes-long audio of me finding number 55 on the praise charts. <laughs> And I am ready to play it for you. Now, I don't know the verse as well to this one as I know the chorus. So I'm just going to dive into the chorus. And um, okay, and yeah, so you're going to say stop when you recognize it. Are you ready? Ready. Okay, here we go. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure how true to life that one was, but what do you think? It's good, man. Uh, Well, it was enough. uh, It was recognizable for sure. Uh, (laughs) It's Yes and Amen by uh, those guys. House Fires? Um, On the praise charts, it's credited to Jesus Culture. Um, Oh, okay. Well, maybe their version is more popular now. I don't know. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's Yes and Amen, right? You are correct. Hey. It is yes and amen. Well done. What a tune. What a tune. I've got to listen to that again. <laughs> it's a good one, that one. I don't know, man. Mm. Uh, uh, as we record this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we are kind of, at least in England where I am, starting to ease back into churches and do uh, do church services. And one thing I am super excited to do is worship with songs. Oh, man. I cannot wait. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes and amen to that. <laughs> the top, 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 top three, three, three. Okay, Kieran, as promised, this is the last rule of threes, top three. 
then I will, I will go to pastures new. We've had some good ones. We've had what we had: blood, sweat, and tears. Stop, look, yeah. listen. Mm-hmm. Cool, calm, collected. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That, that was a classic. That was last week. Yeah, yeah good, bad, and the ugly was also good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today's top three is work, rest, and play. Kieran, mm. work, rest, and play. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what the top three is, I have searched the new international version of the Bible for these three words exactly in quotations, work, rest, and play. Kieran is going to rank them from least to most mentions or from most to least, whatever takes his fancy. And uh, yeah, those are the words, work, rest, and play. What do you think, Kieran? Well, I think the top spot, for the top spot, it's between work and rest. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. not totally sure, but I feel like rest might be a little way ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think play almost certainly gets quite a few quite a few less mentions mm-hmm. quite a few more fewer mentions i don't know how to say <laughs> it but you know what i mean fewer mentions yeah uh yeah exactly that's the one you put it so much better than i ever could uh and uh, so i think from most to least it goes rest work play yeah so rest work play and you're happy to lock mm-hmm. that in yeah, I I feel like yeah, I might be wrong, but yes, go lock it. <laughs> well, Kieran, you are correct. Hey, uh, yes, yes. And this is one of the ones when I'm putting it together that I think actually that's quite nice. Like theologically, that rest is more in the mm. Bible than work. Um, mm. I think that's nice mm. for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, rest I'd like play to be higher than work. But uh, <laughs> personally, yeah, but, yeah, uh, that'd be nice. we are. You just have to, we have to just grow this podcast to the point where it's uh, large enough that play can become work here. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. And then we can spend all our time making silly quizzes Absolutely. and ridiculous songs. I dream Absolutely. of that day, Michael. <laughs> you and, and me both. Uh, hopefully one day it will come. <laughs> well, until then, I'm going to tell you how many times these words are mentioned in the Bible. Rest. 508 times in the New International Version. Work, 359. Uh-huh. And play, as you suspected, way down there with 34. Have you got a, a, a kind of um, a good example there of where play is used, Michael? Because I can't think of any examples. Well, it's funny you should ask that, because of course I do. Um, basically, it's uh, every time an instrument's mentioned, really. Uh, so oh, of course. In Genesis, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, stringed instruments but also quite nice um, Genesis 19 get out of our way they replied this fellow came here as a foreigner and now he wants to play the judge so kind of in terms mm. of like acting but yeah other than yeah, that yeah. quite a few uh, quite a few plays in in music play the liars F- funnily enough the Alamoth etc yeah funnily enough like musical directions never occurred to me Mm. I was thinking mm. only about like children playing and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but no, that makes sense. Ooh, unlikely worship songs. Unlikely. Well, as this episode goes out, Michael, it is Easter Monday. Ooh. And we will have had an uh, awesome weekend celebrating uh, the resurrection of Christ, which is great. Uh, and a wonderful, wonderful time of year, wonderful opportunity to celebrate together, even though 
we likely can't be together as with our Christian friends in the way that we would hope that we could be this year because of the ongoing lockdown malarkey. But still a wonderful and joyful uh, weekend. And it's now Easter Monday. And you know, Michael, I do think that, you know, I, I would guess that for some people, the, the Easter Monday blues are perhaps a thing. You know, mm. the 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 hype of the celebrations maybe wearing off a bit. You're mm. thinking about having to go back to work tomorrow. Uh, you know, uh, maybe you're running low on chocolate, or maybe you're uh, you're burnt out from eating like six Easter eggs in one day, and you're just yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe you've had too much chocolate mm. and you can't even look at it anymore. Um, but I I thought you know what what hope can we offer our Christian brothers and sisters? who are maybe feeling like that, who have maybe got the Monday blues right now. Uh, what, what comfort can we give them? So this song <laughs> does that. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for your seamless transition. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's all so right. This one... I didn't really know what I was doing. So <laughs> Who does? Surprise, surprise. This one's called Easter Song, and here we go. On this glorious Easter Monday Celebrations coming to an end Trying not to think about tomorrow When your work resumes again Well, if you find yourself down on life Just remember this advice Easter eggs are now half price 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 <laughs> There you go. Com- comfort for the weary soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, you're funny. Um, well, there you go. Absolutely. Comfort for the weary soul, um, but not for the weary stomach. Well, <laughs> no, true, true. I'm wondering about, you know, playing that one in church. Do you think I'll, uh, <laughs> do you think I'll get away with it? <laughs> in the right context, I think you get away with it for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think it's definitely an unlikely worship song. <laughs> yes, for sure. Perhaps the first one in months. <laughs> yeah, that actually qualifies. Do do um do other? I mean, I'm going to show my ignorance here as usual. But um, do other countries have Easter eggs? Is that a thing everywhere, or is that just a weird British thing? Because we have a lot of those weird British That's, things. Yeah, great question. Um. I I would imagine that in the sort of like Western English speaking world, mm. uh, e- chocolate eggs are fairly ubiquitous. But I I might be wrong about that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So we celebrate Easter, uh, international listeners, by uh, having eggs in the shape. Oh, I was about to say having eggs in the shape of chocolate. Having chocolate in the shape of <laughs> eggs, which are hollow and uh, mm. sometimes filled with things, and sometimes not. Uh, I don't really know where it comes from, Kieran, but. Uh, it's a chocolatey tradition, which we all enjoy. Me neither. I was about to ask you, where does it come from, Michael? But I guess that's uh, homework for us or for yeah. you listeners. If you don't know the answer, I'm sure it's on Wikipedia, probably. 
Well, I remember when we were kids, someone in church would always be like, well, the egg, it's a bit like the stone uh, that yeah. was in front of Jesus' grave and it got rolled away. And we were all like, is it though? Yeah. Is it? Is that is that really where it comes from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, my guess would be that like a lot of Christian festivals, it's sort of an amalgam of some Christian stuff and also mm. some like leftover pagan things. Yeah, definitely. So it's probably eggs because of something to do with spring and fertility, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but, 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 but that's, uh, you know, yeah. could be wrong. Although why the Easter bunny is delivering eggs, I have no idea. <laughs> Bunnies don't lay eggs. It should be a Bunnies Easter chicken eggs, or something, you know, like, what's up? What's up with that? Well, uh, maybe the stork laid them and the bunny <laughs> delivers them. See, this is why the- Christian Easter is the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the stork's busy delivering human babies. So the bunny has to deliver the stork's eggs. That 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 makes sense. Which that are made out of follows. chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. but then who delivers baby rabbits? That's a, a, a mystery. Answers on a postcard, ladies and gentlemen. Hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. Bible facts coming at you with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts coming at you with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts. Well, Michael, our Bible fact for this week uh, comes from Lamentations. Last week we had Jeremiah, mm-hmm. um, which, of course, as you outlined for us, uh, is about um, Jeremiah, the prophet, uh, foretelling you know, the, the fall of Jerusalem and the coming of the, you know, the Babylonians and the exile mm-hmm. of the people of Israel, right? Um, well, Lamentations kind of follows on, p- picks up where Jeremiah left off almost mm-hmm. and uh, covers the period where uh, Jerusalem has fallen to the Babylonians and the people of Israel are in exile. So here's a summary of uh, the book of Lamentations, Michael, from onlyonehope.com. The book of Lamentations is a collection of sorrowful poems grieving the fall of Jerusalem. Jeremiah, who was also known as the Weeping Prophet, Um, is said to have written this book soon after the raid of Jerusalem by Babylon in 586 BC, recounting his own personal experiences and uh, witnessing uh, of the destruction. So one of the interesting things, Michael, from Lamentations is uh, the way that, obviously it talks about the fall of Jerusalem at the hands of Babylon. Mm. Um, What's interesting, I think, one of the things that is interesting about Lamentations is the way that uh, Jeremiah, we'll say it's Jeremiah, uh, although we don't know that for certain, uh, but the way that Jeremiah links uh, the people's captivity to their sin. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they ignored the Lord, they ignored his warnings, uh, and, and so they are taken captive. Um, mm. And let me just read um, chapter 2, verse 14. Uh, which says, The visions of your prophets were false and worthless. They did not expose your sin to ward off your captivity. The prophecies they gave you were false and misleading. And I just find that interesting, that link that it makes between sin and captivity. Mm. Um, Because, of course, most of us, certainly in the Western world, have not experienced being kicked out of our home country or Mm. our nation. Um, 
but I do think there's an analogy here because uh, of that link between sin and captivity. You know, when mm-hmm. we aren't real before the Lord about our sin, then we aren't truly free from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that sense, we can remain, you know, on some level uh, in, in, in captivity to sin. Um, although if we are in Christ, then we have been, you know, we are a new creation. Mm. The old is gone, the new has come. But it is still, even then, I think, possible to be, you know, uh, caught in a uh, destructive p- pattern of, you know, repeating repeating mistakes, certainly. Um, but what is really encouraging in that is that we see, we do see God's judgment in Lamentations, but I think we also see uh, his compassion, mm. you know. The Lord clearly didn't want this for his people. Um, you know, I, I, I have... Uh, friends who i think a couple of years ago now i was chatting with them and they are parents and they'd been reading this parenting book and the book emphasizes uh teaching children using the natural consequences of their actions uh, Mm. to to teach them discipline Mm. you know so so kind of helping your children to think through okay this bad thing happened because i did that Mm. (laughs) i should stop doing that you know, and that that actually is a is a very supportive and encouraging way to parent. You know, yeah. The child um, only ever plays uh, in traffic once with that style of parenting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, um, I, I, and I think that often the way we experience, at least in my experience, the way that I experience that, if you like, rebuke from the Lord, uh, is is through natural repercussions of my mm. actions. You know, mm. um. And, and and I think we see something of that here in, in Lamentations, you know. Mm. Uh, God warned his people. Uh, they didn't listen to the warning. And now they are, to some degree, in a mess of their own making. Yeah. Uh, but even there, God is compassionate and God has a plan to deliver them. And ultimately, you know, to, to deliver them through through Christ. Yeah. Um, which I think, you know, any any passage in Scripture that talks about uh, returning from exile and coming home is on some level pointing us to Jesus mm, and mm. to, you know, the home that we have in him uh, and how he reconciles us to God and that great hope that we have. So yeah. uh, in that sense, I think it ties in nicely with uh, the fact that it's Easter weekend as well. Yeah, uh, And that we are th- we are this weekend celebrating the, have been celebrating the resurrection of Christ uh, mm. and the, the hope that we have in him. Um, so yeah, what, what, what do you think? Yeah, it's good stuff, man. I appreciate your, your, your sharing. I think a, a, a quick thing that stands out to me is that idea of, um, people having to make their own mistakes. Like you say, learning from the natural consequences of your own sin and own mistakes. It definitely seems to be a kind of universal truth that it's very difficult to tell people to learn from your mistakes. It's very difficult to, <laughs> to say, no, I've been there and I, and I did that and it's really not a good idea. Like as a youth worker um, with, a, mm. with a challenging past where I've made, you know, I'm not a youth worker anymore, but when I was a youth worker and um, I would always try to teach young people and say, you know, this is the way you should go according to the Bible. And trust me, many people have not gone this way and they really wish that they had not made those decisions and I personally made some really bad decisions and I would be quite real with people with in an appropriate mm. way but uh, mm. you know we still 
we still saw so many young people make so many unfortunate choices because it's really difficult to make people's mistakes for them. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and ultimately, yeah, like what you said about sin leading to captivity, it's it's important. You know, Galatians 5.1 is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mm. You know, we mm. are free through Christ from sin, and it's for mm. freedom that we've been set free. And that's what we celebrate at Easter. But it, it's really true, you know, you even it, as a Christian, you can become uh, enslaved, you can become yeah. trapped, you can become confined by the choices you make which are not in line with what God wants for us. And I think that's really important to, to mention because those of you who are listening who are Christians, you are set free by Christ for freedom, um, freedom from sin, freedom from death. Um, and if there is sin in your life now that is a stronghold, then that is not what God wants for you. But also for those who are listening who are not Christians, and I know we do have non-Christian listeners, sometimes the outside perspective of Christianity can be that it's it's a restrictive practice. It's about things you right. can't do. It's about things that, that are, are not okay. But hey, we just want you to know that is not the lived experience of someone who lives for God in the way that, that mm. Kieran and I try to. You know, this, this scripture we just, uh, that I just said is for freedom that Christ has set you free. In my experience, I have never in my life experienced a greater sense of freedom, a greater sense of joy, a greater sense of peace, a greater sense of acceptance than when I'm truly following God. Um, and I feel free. Yeah. I don't feel restricted. I don't feel like my life is about the things I can't do. Actually, I feel like my life is about a true purpose and uh, a real sense of uh, acceptance, belonging, freedom, joy, and all those other good things uh, because of my following uh, Christ. So, yeah, mm. it's good. Absolutely, yeah. No, it is, it is freedom and joy that we find in, in Christ. And it's, you know, even as, as a Christian, uh, it's easy to forget that. Yeah. Um, it's easy to make it about what I can do on my effort. More, mm. you know, uh, to turn to turn it into you know, uh, being about my own my own work. Mm. Um, mm. But Easter is a great time to be reminded that um, it's all about the grace of God. And yeah. yes, we do have to, um, I think you know, partner with God and pursue Him mm. in this life. But I think we, as as Christians, we're called to do that out of thankfulness for what He's done for us. Mm, yeah, uh, we, absolutely. We don't, we don't earn we don't earn that love. Yeah. Um, by doing the right things or by being a good Christian, air quotes. Yeah. Um, and that's a wonderful, wonderful encouragement because I'm not a good Christian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, everyone. I'm, this, uh, um, it's time for me to come clean and say, I'm not very good at being a Christian, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, but, Same. <laughs> but God is good and faithful regardless. And that's the hope that we have as Christians, you know, yeah. uh, that he loved us first. Yeah, amen. But God showed his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5. Amen. amen. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, folks, that is all we have time for for this week. We hope you've had a wonderful Easter weekend. We hope that you're feeling refreshed uh, and inspired going into this new week. Um, Michael, thank you so much for hosting with me today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You can contact us, folks. Our email address is hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. You can also find us on various social media channels at Holy Half Hour. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, anything uh, you're enjoying from the show, any comments, questions, complaints. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that you probably don't have any complaints. But hey, no, no, of course if, not. You, if, you, if, if you feel that there's not enough kazoo, mm, then let mm. us know. Or too much. And we'll add more. <laughs> you can't have too much. Uh, if anyone emails that, I'm deleting it. No, I'm kidding. I won't. I won't do that. We take. Uh, we we read all of our emails from from listeners, and we we appreciate them all. We do. Uh, but folks, thank you for for being with us. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will catch you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>